name that Barbara Streisand movie specifically. <laughs> it's a Barbara Streisand movie. Yeah, uh, I'm bad Tiantle. at. I'm bad at naming things. Um, I oh, oh I have. Tiantle. Is it from? It's from a musical. I thought right. Mm, I mean, I know she sings this song. I couldn't tell you for the life of me if it's a musical. Uh, let me look it up. This is the Two Girls Talking podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh. <laughs> is Yen- I don't remember. Is Yentl the name of the movie? Yeah. Because that's a character pre- in The Roof, Fiddler on the Roof. So no. maybe it's like a spinoff. No, I don't think. It's not a spinoff, that's for sure. It's a very, it's kind of a gender confusing yeah, you're cutting up. Um, Jewish girl disguises herself as a boy to enter religious training, and she ends up having to marry this girl, like to continue the ruse. And the girl keeps being like, "Why won't you bang me? Why won't you bang me?" And she's like, "Cause I don't have a dick." <laughs> right? She's like, "Uh, we'll get around to that later." If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do remember that song. I remember the scene where the woman, like, where her wife comes out in a nightgown and is like, are we do- doing this or what? And she's like, I'm reading the Bible. Go away. The Torah. Whatever. She's like, I can't do that with you right now. And she's like, or ever, I guess. I guess that's where an entire generation of men learned it. But yeah, I guess it's a whole... I don't know why I saw this movie once and then like never again and why I've never heard any of the songs from it. I don't know. It sounded familiar to me, but I don't know why. I don't know if I've seen any Barbara Streisand movies, to be honest. What? I don't think so. You've probably seen a bunch. She was in so many movies, dude. I know, but I haven't seen most movies. I don't know if you've met me, but if Ashton Kutcher wasn't in it, or Jennifer Aniston, or Meg Ryan, then I probably... Oh, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Then I probably haven't seen it. I don't know. Was she in um, Beaches? Because I think I watched that at school once. Why in the world would you watch Beaches at school? Dude, I don't know. So Movies at school. I'm going to tell you a story since you're a homeschooler. Movies at school is like this thing where it's like a very, very special occasion and you get to watch a movie at school. Sometimes it's not a special occasion. It's educational like Schindler's List. Um, But sometimes it's just like we're going to watch a movie and there's like so many movies I've seen because of that. And I don't I don't understand it unless it's not a music. Like, obviously, that's one to pass the time with. So the list of movies that are on your acceptable list are the cinematic uh, golden year of 2003, I guess is what we'll call it. Just that one year where everything came together for your favorite former sitcom stars and they really broke out. Um, it was or a The Sound of Music, a nice film to pass the time to, she calls it. Yeah. I did watch um, something on Netflix recently. So, I mean, basically, I'm a cool mom now. <laughs> Not like the other moms. 
I learned all about what these kids do these days with dating, thanks to Master of None. My goodness. What did you think of Master of None? Can I get a little review? I loved it. Have you, You've watched it, I'm guessing. Yeah. If a show's for more than a day, I've probably seen it due to my sedentary lifestyle slash entrepreneurial um, world. Sure. Meaning I sit to make things. So images need to flash in front of my eyes constantly yeah, or I no, die. Gotta keep the stimuli up. Otherwise, yeah. Heart stops. Mm-hmm. Yep. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I only, I think I watched Master of None season one. I think, well, I know I watched some of it. I think I had watched all of it. I wasn't planning on watching season two because, like, I can't be bothered to do anything of any value of any time. But, uh, like, a bunch of They're, like, of people, short films, though. Yeah, so. like, a bunch of people on Facebook were, like, raving about it. And I was like, all right. And then I felt like such a, um, like. Oh, Courant with it, bitch. Also, I felt like edgy. Like, I was like, I'm supporting, yeah. I was like, I'm supporting this art that, like, is really, like, edgy. Not, I mean, I, edgy for television, I guess. Not edgy for, like, naked the real, right, no. trash art, but. Yeah. Um, I have two problems with the show. Um, first of all, yes, it's incredible and diversity is amazing. And, um, that sounds really pat and dumb thing to say. So I know that's why, that well, that's why, well, that's why, that's why I didn't use the word diversity. Cause I was like, I don't want to be like, again, a cool mom. Who's like, they just have so much diversity, but it's just so great to hear our, you know, own voices. Oh my goodness. Um, right. So that, I'm a white thanks- woman, so I don't get to have, yeah thoughts about anything my thoughts are it was really like exciting to watch a show that isn't all white people um yes and doesn't like make a like i feel like that's just part of it you know yeah i listened to this a story i listened to this amazing interview with alan young on code switch which is a fave podcast of mine um where Mm -hmm. i learn all sorts of things about how uh white people are assholes and teaches me how to be a better you know white person white person yeah um and yeah he basically was like okay we don't try to we're not like doing like diversity skits like we just right it just is our world and our voices and our stories yeah um yeah the girl that played they like realized they realized at one point that they only had one white person in the writing room and they were like oh shit this is like we need to get more white people like this Uh, no it's like we're in every single other writing room yeah no the the, every other white writing room is just white people, so I think that's fine. Right. Um, white what men. We, what Sorry, you <laughs> See, I don't even say women anymore because it doesn't matter. Um, Denise, who plays his friend, his on the show, uh, she wrote the episode, the Thanksgiving episode, yes. and apparently it was based on like her own life and like her story. So that was pretty cool. I love stuff like that that goes through time, and I love little stories like that that are kind of like snapshots into people's lives. And so I, I think that was probably my favorite episode of the whole thing. I was still kind of bummed that um, he ended up falling in love with. Francesca and not um you know like again she's still such this like idealized white woman like maybe the most idealized white woman in a certain sense is like Italian pasta maker yeah like this Italian dream girl who's just like beautiful and a little you know innocent naive and charming cute and like literally it's from like a friend like from an Italian movie you know right which is like which was the point 
I know, but it's still disappointing. I'm like, can't we? On behalf like, of women, yes, it's disappointing. Really? I know. I'm like, you got so far. It feels like it feels like so selfish to complain about one little thing, you know. But um, also, I don't love Eric Wareheim as Arnold. Um, I found. I love him. I, Are you kidding me? Dude, no. dude, no. his dude, this his like apartment set. I don't know if it was in season one, but like it slayed. It was like a captain's ship bed. I mean, how what what how can you not be into Arnold? Um, I just find his interactions. I, just, I mean, I love Eric Warheim in general and I love Tim and Eric. It's one of my favorite shows. And so I'm t- I like get him and I get his brand of humor. I, I just don't love the how it is, you know? Um, uh, yeah. And then also in the girls group that I'm a part of online, someone in there is really like deeply entrenched in the comedy scene and has been for a long time. And so every time something comes out, she'll be like, Oh, that guy's a jerk. That guy's like this and like all this stuff. And she didn't have very good things to say about Aziz Ansari. And so that made me kind of sad. Oh, and then you were still giving a speech about Arnold. No, I was just saying like one of the reasons why the show is a little hard for me is because of the insider knowledge I heard. And I was like, oh, man, like what more to hear? I mean, of course, who knows? And it could not be gospel truth or whatever. But um, two other girls were like also backing her up from their own perspectives and worked with him and then dated him. So I was like, uh, well, no one's great. Everyone's terrible. Your faves are problematic as usual. Right. Um, on Call Your Girlfriend, another one of my fave podcasts, they did a, like a, your faves are problematic segment where they tried to remember like favorite stuff from childhood and then like torture themselves. Destroy by it. Th- yeah. No. <laughs> and they did, so they did this one that was really funny about Inspector Gadget. And like, sure enough, Inspector Gadget. How Inspector Gadget be ruined? So did you watch it? Yeah, I loved it. It was one of okay. my favorite shows. So, like, he has this little girl sidekick, and she's the one who actually does all the work, and then he takes all the credit. It's, like, the whole premise of oh. every episode. Yeah. I was like, That's... oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed the show. I like that it was – I like that it's short, and I like that it's short in general. I think sometimes it's a little, like, zany for my taste, but – um, it did introduce me to probably my new favoriteest, most favorite song in the whole world, which is that soft cell song, Hello, Goodbye, uh, which plays in the cab when she, like, he takes her on that, like, the fun night, and then... Oh, he, when uh, he's, like, being sad in the cab, and the song plays yeah. for, like, 500 minutes. Yeah, and I was like, I love this song! And so I looked it up, and it's one of my very favorite new songs now, and I listen to it, like, every day. Do you know what I thought when that scene happened? What? I was like, this is like every music lover's dream. They're always like, anytime a song's on yeah. a show, they're like, why don't you play the whole song? You can't just like rip this song, like one part of it for your dumb little scene. I was like, this is like everyone's like, everyone who loves music is like, yes, finally play the whole song. That's how real life is. I totally agree. And it was beautiful and it was very fulfilling to watch. But also it was funny because, yeah, I was thinking, man, you'd never get that time that's probably it's probably a solid two minutes that the whole sequence goes on and you'd never get that much time to like devote to a single song so you got to be sure that it's so good you know and it was just perfect yeah my um my favorite youtubers who are called gone with the winds and they live on a sailboat 
I binge watched like three episodes of their like, you know, weekly sailing vids the other day, which by the way, I was like, oh, Amanda would love these. I wish she was here watching them with me. But I love them. I liked when we watched them before when we hung out, I enjoyed them very much. Yes. It's just, I mean, they're, um, they're great on camera and they're like basically shooting their own life. Um, so and they live on a sailboat and they're like traveling in the Bahamas right now. They had this whole 10 minute video on how they like broke a line on their boat and had to repair it. And it was a riveting television. Anyway, they that had, sounds amazing and perfect in my entire life. They had a song in one of the episodes that I feel like I should like edit some music into this app. If we're going to be talking about all our fave, fave show tunes. Um, but they had this song that I really liked, but it made me really sad. Cause it was basically like, it was this like love song and it was um very upbeat but it was like about it was all about driving and like road trips kind of so it was like um you're the only person that I like like to drive with and then there's like this bit about like I'll be in the passenger seat and it's just like bippity boppity you know and <clears throat> they used it as the soundtrack of one of these videos where there's like all these montages of them like scuba diving and spear fishing and then like and Aww. they like and they're like they've been married for like almost 10 years they like live alone it's just the two of them traveling for most of that time and they're like still so in love and like making bippity boppity love song music videos about their like romantic scuba life and i was like i love this song but also it makes me sad like what are the odds that you find someone that not only you can like love enough to marry but then like travel alone together i mean i feel like maybe that would make things easier if you didn't spend any time apart like i feel like spending time apart is what allows you to be not close and if you have to go to a job or something like that introduces this whole other like level of things that you think about and like another part of your life but if that other person is like your entire life and all you guys do is travel together i feel like it'd be so much easier to stay close Oh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a personality thing, too, like needing alone time versus not needing alone time and needing like social like like you like if you need social interaction, you mostly are just going to get it from like one person. And that's kind of a lot. Yeah, regardless of who that person is. It's true. Abigail. Amanda. Have I told you about my quest to become the perfect 1800s? Uh, I don't know. Bride it cut out, so you're going to have to pitch me your quest again. Abigail, have I told you about my quest to become the perfect 1800s uh, bride-to-be, shall we say, lady of the house? No, and I don't even know what any of those words mean. I guess I know that bride-to-be means like a woman who's planning on being wed, but I don't know what those other, I don't know what you're saying. I don't plan on being wed, but I want to become skilled in the arts of the home as an 1800s woman would have been. Um, oh my God, that I, would be so good for you. I know. And so that's what I imagine this next set of three things that I am working on right now to be like fulfilling that part of my life. Okay. And I've already shared with you a few of them, but I wish to share with them a slightly more detail. Um, I'm very proud of myself for actually actualizing a few of these things. So even though they're ridiculous, at least it's some progress, be it down a ridiculous path. Okay. So, um, one, becoming proficient in growing cactus and succulent plants and knowing about them. 
having information about them. So this past weekend, I went to the Los Angeles succulent and cactus show and sale and met some amazing people there and looked at many, many cactuses. And it was crazy and beautiful and wonderful. I met a strange man named Gerald who owns an entire nursery and he knew everything there was to know about every kind of plant. And he'd be talking to us. I went with my friends, Kat and Daniel, and he'd be talking to us about a plant. And it wasn't like he liked that type of plant. It was like he liked that particular plant that we were holding and looking at. And he'd be like, oh man, that plant's a great plant. I just left it out in the sun too long. Oh, every single time he had something to say about it. It was about how he had left it out in the sun too long. And I was like, man, I kill everything too. I get you, buddy. I've been having and a lot of sun drama where I am right now. I'm, I'm at high really? elevation. I'm at high elevation. And you know how last week you talked about um, shocking your succulents? I've definitely been doing a lot of that accidentally. Yeah. Stressing them, not shocking them. Stressing them. Whatever. Are, are they... Are they're, they they're beyond stressed. I think they're shocked. Oh, you might need to. Yeah, you might need to give them some partial shade. That's not good if they're losing it. <clears throat> well, I'm leaving tomorrow, so we'll get we'll get we'll get some shade over the weekend. Maybe you can fall on them in the night to really give them a shock. I do a lot of that. Actually, I had a really <laughs> sad experience with one of my cactuses. I I didn't fall on them, but but I didn't lock a door in the trailer, and so stuff fell out. It's. I don't deserve nice things. Oh, me either. Um, that didn't stop me from acquiring a sweet little red aloe vera plant. And he was like, man, this color is beautiful. This is the find of the century. Oh, like, and it was perfect because what attracted me to Gerald was that everyone else at the, at the plant fair had these beautiful lush tables of green and like all these gorgeous, beautiful plants. And he had like a card table with a dead cactuses on it. And I was like, tell me more. I'm on board. Let me talk to you about this dead cactus circus you've got running here 24-7. And what was his deal? They were, okay, so he owns a big nursery. And so his he and his nursery partner had a big, beautiful table, a couple tables down, filled with all the lush, beautiful plants. And these were his, like, special Gerald plants that he had had for a long time and was just like, got to get rid of them. So every single one was like a plant that had been a show plant or because apparently there's actually shows where you can go for succulent shows. Um, so every single one is like, oh, man, this is a show plant. That's a whatever. There's only like 10 of them. Oh, it's such a good plant. Like He was selling himself on every single plant and not wanting to let them go. And uh, yeah, so we got some really crazy looking stuff from him and some very cat got an amazing like old looking you know, this crazy brown cactus that I've never seen before. It's all this really strange stuff. But Jerry was definitely the highlight of the show for me. And then he kept telling us about all these. He's like, yeah, we tried to go into landscaping, but it turns out rare plants are just this like, it's worth so much more money and you can sell them for like 1200 bucks. So we don't even do landscaping. We just uh, do Gerald rare plants. Scammer. I know. He's like, it's only us and like one other company. I don't know why people aren't doing this anyway. And then like immediately Dan's like elbowing me in the rib and he's like, let's start a foreign plant business. And I was like, are you nuts? Like that's, that's way too much work. I couldn't possibly. Well, yeah, you have but to keep them alive. Like I know. inventory Ooh. that you have to keep alive. No, thank you. No, thank you. So proficiency in plants. That's one okay. of my tenants of 1800s womanhood. Okay. Um, number two, proficiency in perfumes. As you know, recently I became obsessed with perfumes via the amazing, um, newsletter the dry down written by rachel syme and helga fitzgerald and they talk about perfumes all the time and i got really into samples 
And I started to look around to see if there was any place in LA that maybe I could learn how to make perfume. And I found a professional perfume studio called the Perfumer's Studio. And the classes are $4,000 there. So I decided to have a little bit smaller of a dream and downsized (laughs) to the Institute of Art and Olfaction, which does uh, $45 classes now and then to learn how to make perfumes and do like little sessions and this and that. And then they have experts come in and do like weekend things. And that's a whole other mess because, you know, but... I was just so blown away by the amount of information I learned, even just researching like a place to learn how to make perfumes. So proficiency in plants, number one, proficiency in perfumes. Number two, mm-hmm. I plan on taking some classes from art and olfaction as soon as I, my summer schedule clears up a little bit in between all of my trips and travels, you know, um, cause they have a beginner class to go to and I would love to do that. Uh, okay. And then number three, um, proficiency to flower arranging. So oh, for a Christ. long time, I you can't know, plants right? as plants can't be two different things. They are different things. though. one is keeping them alive and one is cutting their little heads off and making them look cute in a jar. I just I thought you were going to be like, because I know recently you cleaned your house and, that you know, too. and you've been keeping your car clean. And I thought mm-hmm. you were going to be like, I just, you know, I like bought this cleaning bundle online and I just like I finally figured out nope. that like no you're like bullshit hobbies as no, usual. I'm, bullshit hobbies as always. But no, I'm just, you know, I've really been working on overcoming my depression through behavioral activation and I believe really firmly in CBT these days. Mm-hmm. And cleaning my house and all of my life is part of the is part of the behavioral activation towards living a better life, a less depressed one. And it's been working for me. I can't say that I'll work for everyone, but I will say that having a tidy space is raising my spirits. Um, but it's not part of and your they said, like, I read a- <laughs> vision for your life. <laughs> no, vision for my life would be someone else cleans my house forever. Oh my God, a true, yes. A true 1800 woman dream is servants. Um, live inventory, you might call it. So... Uh, yes. So way back at women.com and before that, whenever anybody would need a flower bouquet for anything, I would be like, Oh, let me arrange it for you. And I'd go get the flowers and I'd make the arrangement. And, um, it was always this thing at women.com that I would give people these arrangements and they would just freak out about them and be so excited. And everyone's like, it's so hard. How do you, how are you so good at that? And I'm like, well, I'm good at everything. So it's hard for me to narrow down exactly what you mean, but I'm always like this, this, this thing is easy for me. Like doing, putting a craft together. Like that's not actually impressive. If I actually did anything of value, like clean my house, clean my tiny, tiny trailer. That is what you should be impressed by. That's how I feel. Anytime anyone compliments me, I'm like, you feel amazed, but really this is like the lowest common denominator for me. Right. Totally. And I'm like, I don't know. You just pick out the colors that go together and then the types of flowers that go together. And then there you go. Put them in a, put them in a jar. So I figured I didn't ever think there was actually like flower arranging classes or anything. And so today I did a little quick googly Google for myself. Michael's is all about it. I know I took a cake decorating class through Michael's several levels of cake decorating class, actually kind of a lot of cake decorating. I had a tackle box with all of my Wilton cake tips in Was the top. Was this homeschool Amanda? Um, back in the day. Yeah, I, feel you like, know. I feel like somehow I missed this. No one's giving me cakes decorated by Amanda. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she can't do it anymore. 
The ages of 10 through 12 were kind of her prime cake decorating years. Oh, and yeah. All right. Ever since then. Yeah. I mean, I could probably take the classes again and pick it up real fast. I still remember a lot. And I still remember enough to judge cakes when I see them. I feel decorated improperly. I'm like, wow, that's not very good hand technique. So, uh, yeah. So there's a flower decorating class in my zip code at the community college that meets nine hours, three hours a week for a hundred bucks and you learn you know all of the basics and everything about decorating and uh you know this and that and then there's a secondary intermediate flower arranging class after that for the true pros to take i don't know man i'm just feeling a lot of community college is like such a um like dark hole of well, like yeah, yeah like of like all the classes I want to take always I, I stopped looking because I was like no I, I have plenty to do I know plus there's lots of good training online there is a lot of good training online I just feel like it would be nice to do something for me no I get I get uh I get I get it um and also, what a crazy thing to find it in my own backyard. Yes. Crazy. Truly marvelous. Anyway, so that's my, you know, life in the 1800s update for the week. Thank you. You're welcome. I know you were just really waiting for it. Always. I'm always waiting for it. You know me. Mm-hmm. So I googled, Papa, can you hear me? Yes. And it's... So it's your tiny face and then 50 of Barbara Streisand's face with Papa, can you hear me? And that's what I've been looking at the whole podcast. That's almost as good as Google searching the Longenberger headquarters and having just like <laughs> a, a wallpaper of all different pictures of a building shaped like a basket. Dude, I tried to call out to episode 33. <laughs> I tried to talk about Longerberger Basket when I was in Vegas, but nobody knew what I was talking about. But I was like, oh, long, like long, like the Longerberger headquarters. <laughs> and they're like, what are you saying? I was like, a basket. It's a basket. So I'm in um like some legit good free camping. Nice. Yeah. Tell me all. Um, so I'm in a national forest in Big Bear, California, which is this little like touristy mountain town. And um, I know what it is. I wasn't like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just trying to make our podcast accessible. Good luck. Why start now is my motto. Dude, I'm always trying and you're always like making references that are n- like meaningless. Um, Everyone knows about Yentl, I maintain. <laughs> and one of the reasons why I'm here is because it is getting hot. Um, and so I got to and I don't have air conditioning in my trailer. So I got to stay in places where it is not as hot for me and the cats. And so... I'm up high at a high elevation here in the mountains and there's a national forest and um, in most national forests you can camp for free. Um, And 
I have this, like, I'm not at a campsite. I'm just, like, in the forest. Uh, and it's perfect. And it's, like, totally alone. Like, I have this. It's like I have the forest to myself. But in 10 minutes, it's so nice. In 10 minutes, I can be to a post office and a tiny little, like, neighborhood market with booze and ice and candy. I want that. That's fun. Yeah. And then in, like, a half hour, um, I can be to the town of Big Bear Lake where there's a Vons and a Starbucks and it's, like, an actual, like, city. Um, so Did you unhitch the trailer and you just take the truck? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. That's so so I, fun. Yeah. I, I, and you can stay on most federal land where you're allowed to camp. You can camp for 14 days. So, um, so I'll be here, like, 12-ish days because I got to go do, like, some really boring chores um but it's been perfection except for the part where i maybe you know shocking my plants oh also it like froze at night stressing in a row so no really yeah um is it snowing no it's not snowing okay it snowed one time when i was up there in june so don't act that way jeez um yeah, no, I think it would it would need to get a lot colder to snow. No, it's like the low it hit was two nights ago. It was like 31 degrees, um, but it's heating back up again. So anyway, it's like the dream, the dream life with the trailer. Like this is how it this is how it works best. And this is what I like. And the cats. Oh, my God. It's like their dream. I let them out in the mornings. Aww. Yeah, I let them out in the mornings and they like frolic around like the little area where we are and they catch lizards and all this stuff. And they'll do, and they like they're nearby, but they, they're outside for like two hours. And then the rest of the day, they just like pass out. They like sleep so hard. It's very cute. Oh, that's very sweet. I would love to play and then pass out. That sounds ideal. Yes. My friend Heather is always saying that like her number one like thought fantasy when she catches herself daydreaming is like dreaming about being a cat and like how cats have the best life. It seems like it. Oh no, I'm out of wine. Oh, I don't get to have wine. I only had a little it was like half a glass worth was left in the bottle. And now it's gone. Sad. And I'm not, today's one of my no spending money days. So I don't get to go down the hill to the little market and buy another bottle of wine. Oh, I want to do that. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know when I can drink again. I'm trying to decide if I want to drink on the weekends. Like have a glass of wine or something. I know it's sad when Hard I was to say. when I was at the when I was at the little market. I really they had all this beer I really wanted, but <clears throat> beer isn't on my diet, so I only get to have it for special occasions. I know nothing's on my diet. Yeah, what it, what good things have you been eating eating lately on Whole Thirty? I made pork tenderloin, and I have that with sweet potatoes Ooh. and avocado. Um, pork tenderloin is really easy. You just put it in the oven and then it's done in like 30 minutes and that's good food for like three days. Nice. Or three meals. Yeah. That's a, that's a hack nobody told me about. Um, I made whole 30, whole 30 seriously taught me about like cooking meat and how it is a thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel. I never think about cooking meat unless I'm on whole 30. 
Um, and then also I got chicken. Ooh, I made spaghetti squash. And then I made chicken pesto meatballs to go with it. So I just mixed up some chicken, like ground chicken with pesto. Oh my God, and a I want olive that. Oil. I feel like tomorrow it night I should really come good. over and you should make me dinner. <laughs> yeah, well, tomorrow and the rest of this week is a no spending day for me. So sad. Whole thirty does certainly break your spirit of wanting food eventually. Yeah, no, you're like you're like I'm hungry. I guess I'll have this avocado. Yeah, basically. Trader Joe's also makes these um, delicious sparkling waters that have a little bit of fruit juice in or fruit like puree in them. So they're Whole30 approved and they're delicious, except I wish I could get the blackberry one without any lemon juice in it. And then it would truly be a delight. I when I went to the market yesterday, which is like suddenly becoming the only thing I guess I talk about on the podcast. Yeah, going to market to market. Um, I got some. I I was thirsty and sad about how I couldn't get have beer. Um, but also, most of the time I want beer. It's actually just because I want something sparkling. <laughs> for being yeah. if we're being honest, just want some bubbly treats in my mouth. Um, and so, you should get that Soda Stream thing. Yes, I well I need to get a Soda Stream, and I found on the Soda Stream website that they have one that doesn't require electricity, which is good because I can't have a regular Soda Stream because I don't have enough power to power it here in the boonies. Um, mm-hmm. but on the soda stream website, they have one that's like a hand crank version where you basically so like cool. pump it like a bike pump and put bubbles. There's like a little carbon, what dioxide is that what you put in it? A little can of that and it no hooks idea. in and then you, you know, pump it like a bicycle pump and it puts the bubbles into your beverage. Um, so I do need to get that, but it's $50 and you know, I'm I hear tra- you're not spending money. I, I have to pay off some debts. Um, I do too. Yikes. Yeah. So basically I just don't buy anything I want. It's great. Um, but I did splurge yesterday and get this, um, Canada dry lemon lime sparkling seltzer water. Oh, that sounds like something that would hurt my teeth for some reason. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's like LaCroix is what it's like. It's not like soda. Okay. Yeah. Because I, because I knew I couldn't get beer and I wasn't going to get soda either because that's just like straight sugar. Um, and I was sure. like, I just really wanted LaCroix. And I found this thing in their little, like, fridge next to the, you know, Orange Crush soda. And it was super delicious. Perfect. Little treat for me. That was a little treat. I've been trying to get my night steps every night, too. But it's really difficult for some reason. I did find a nice little block that I like walking around again and again and again. I think it's about a thousand steps every time. So if, and if your head, you're like, I only have to do this 10 times, right. it makes it a little easier. Yeah, that's the key to punishment steps is you have to like basically like identify the path that you are going to like trudge. It really is, but you make it sound so eighth sec- circle of hell or whatever. It but feels it is that, that way, way, especially at night, especially when you're doing like 10,000 steps at once. Yeah. I really think I need to start waking up probably at five and doing like a couple grand in the morning and yeah. then then it, it's, it's not so bad. And then when I get home, do like another two grand or something. And then by that's, nighttime, you're like, yeah. oh, I only have to do this three times. Perfect. That's what I used to do. I would like get up. And the great thing about stepping as a workout um, is that you don't have to like wear any special clothes or anything. So I would get up and get dressed for the day and everything. Like I was totally ready to go to work. And then I would go stepping for like 50 minutes. And then I would come I get back s- and have breakfast and go to work. I get too sweaty no matter what. 
You get too sweaty. No, yeah. I think it helps if it's early in the morning because it's not hot or anything. No, just moving around through the world, sweaty. Even right. if, like at nighttime, it's there's like a cold air blowing, and I'm like, and you're still sweaty. Yeah, I'm gross. But I like, yeah, it's just hard to, you know, live. Hard to live. It's hard to live. I'm helping out a friend of mine um, who has a large Facebook group and um, that I am also a member of. And she, like, can't keep up with the requests. So she asked if I could help approve people. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there has been no greater uh, stick of power handed to me ever. You've been the moderator of things before, though, right? Not of a Facebook group. It's like a whole new level of like Facebook stalking, which is like. So, I know. This is like part of my. Okay, so things you probably don't know because you just started moderating. They change it like every week. Every single week, it's different. Um, they change I moderate what? From, the UX of what it looks like? Yeah, and how much information you get. And information, the way it's formatted, all this stuff, how it works. Like. Yeah, so they just started showing you what groups people are in like two weeks ago. Before that, they would never show that. But now I, that's something I love to look at is like, they're like, oh, is in this group. They show you the ones that are most relevant to you as the admin. Right. And and then they show you all the other ones. And so I get to stalk and see if they're in like all cannabis groups or whatever. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, this group has a lot of like old people and they're, it's like they're in a bunch of like groups that are about sewing and farming. <laughs> It's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all it's right, like, you can come in. And then sometimes they're in groups that are like, Trump for America. And I want to say no, but that's where I have to just be like, that's not one of the rules. It's okay if they're Trump for America. Um, The way I get around that is if I feel like there's a lot of political groups they're in, like too many, or they're like really radicalized seeming groups, shall we say, then I'm like, you know, this person probably is looking for an argument. Well, yes, but you are moderating a different type of Facebook group than I am. And also, I'm not in charge of my Facebook group. I'm just helping out my friend. Um, so Very she, true. She specifically was like, here are the things we look for. And basically, it's like people who are just going to like spammers, people who are like obviously just like selling their like, like, um, what's what was that thing called that people were always trying to sell us on? Um, it works. And. When we oh, were yeah, it on, our, on our fitness Instagram and everyone was trying to sell us wraps. Um, yep. So she, so it's like look out for people like that and look out for spammers um, and look out for creepy people or inflammatory people. But like inflammatory is defined by like what they post, not like. And if they were in a group that was like, you know, murders. Kill everyone. Murder, murders yeah. United. But I like how the two groups are kill everyone and murderers united. Those are our fake groups. Yeah, I've also noticed so many people are in like buying and selling groups for specific zip codes. That one always blows me away. But that's like I feel like that's like the real like those are the highly engaged Facebook groups. That yeah, is like if I'm, buying if shit a lot from of your groups, neighbor. Yeah. Um, Speaking of highly engaged groups, this week I had an article go semi-viral, can we say, 
I haven't written anything for forever. And my production friends, I wrote this article called A Curse for Every Job in Hollywood. And Thought Catalog liked it, and so they published it. And it's been popping up in all these groups that my friends are a part of. So they'll take a screenshot and send it to me. And then today, Jace sent me a screenshot, and he said, people are sending me this smut directly now as if I care. (laughs) And he's, like, showing me a screenshot of people, like, sending it directly to him. And some websites that I really like about staffing productions for film published it, too. As like, you know, content their readers would like. And I was like, oh, my. Content strategy out the wazoo. Yeah. No. Being viral is what it's all about. One hit, not one hit wonder. All what right. am I looking for? 15 minutes. 15 seconds? I don't know. Cliches about 15 minutes viral of things. Being, 15 minutes of being a one hit wonder. That's me. Mm-hmm. Living the dream. Mm-hmm. Someone's dream. Someone's nightmare. My nightmare. No one wants my pitch about being a refined woman of the 1800s. By no one, do you mean me? <laughs> Yes, you're the only person I've pitched it to, and you do not seem enthused in any way, shape, or form. I don't, I guess maybe I don't know enough about the, uh, what, 19th century, 17th century? How do do centuries work? I don't know. I guess 18th century would be 1700s. Yeah, so 19th century. I don't know much about the 19th century, is what I'm saying, which is the 1800s. Abigail, have you had the experience of watching a beloved children's film as an adult and not getting it? Like like something that I personally beloved? No, like something you'd never seen before. Um... And someone's like, you have to watch this. I don't get get most things that are film. So That's true. Why am I even asking? John made me watch The Goonies the other day. Oh, I've never seen I've never seen that. I'd never seen it either. And I guess it's but it's mainly like a a group of people. It's a big deal. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I know, me too. But I mean I can tell why my mother wouldn't have allowed it in the house. Disrespectful children, number one. Number two, lots of people shouting over each other. That's how Number I felt three. about Little Rascals. Like, I remember my friends watching it and uh-huh. me being like, this yeah. seems, this seems below the belt. <laughs> the standards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I was very surprised at how much shouting over each other they do as, like, the main dialogue of the film. Just shouting over each other. Hmm. And then, I mean, it was fine, but he was, like, really into it. And I was like, he's like, I've probably seen this movie 50 times. And I was like... Well, I've seen Brigadoon 50 times. Where's my medal? I want to watch that. You hate no, you Brigadoon. Don't. Brigadoon's terrible. <laughs> Brigadoon doesn't make any sense. Dude, I could do a Brigadoon cast. That would be my true dream come true. It would be to be like, let's go through it scene by scene and devote an entire episode to how little sense this scene makes. I want to do that. Can we do that? <laughs> sure, but it'd be the Listeners. most boring. It'd be like parody podcast. This is what it would be like a, po- a podcast a parody of a podcast which right. is what this is already to be sure oh yeah no we definitely would just have to like release it on the two girls talking feed we couldn't like give it its own like brigadoon bridge to brigadoon or whatever <laughs> no <laughs> brigadoon kiss 
dude, we can have a whole episode about like Gene Kelly and the types of tap shoes he wore. Come on. The stuff sells itself. Indeed. It does. You're not wrong. Thank you. Validation is what we're about here at Two Girls Talking. We're about two girls talking as much as they want about whatever they want and validating the other one. Yes. What else should we talk about? Mm, I feel like that's enough. Oh, Billboard Rage. I have a good one. Yeah, that's right. You've been messaging me all week about how you have such good Billboard Rage. I threatened my own life to take a photograph of it is how good it was when I was driving. Don't tell your mom's kids or my mom. My mom may not care. I don't know. All right. So there's a movie coming out called. Maybe I shouldn't even describe what this is yet until I tell you what the billboard is. It's up to you. The billboard is a white billboard and on it is written. It's a. Then there's an angry emoji with horns. And then in tiny letters, it says of a, and then in big letters, it says good. And then there's a clock and a calendar emoji that says July 28th. Tell me again. So it's the words are it's a, and then there's an angry emoji with horns. Then it says of a good and then there's a clock emoji and a calendar emoji for July 28th. I get it. It's a devil, devil of, of a, a good, good time. time. It's for the emoji movie. I can't even tell you how freaking janky this thing looks. I'm going to text it to you because you're going to lose your mind at the marketing. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like the cheapest. I like. Also, none of these are regulation emojis. These are... These are emojis gone wild. Nonsense emojis. (laughs) I don't even understand what is the emoji movie. Like, no one knows. Really? I mean, someone knows, someone who wrote it, but like, I think they were just like, oh, yeah, these these aren't the real emojis. That's what I'm telling you. They're bastard emoji. Oh, this is janky. Isn't that weird looking? Like, it It looks looks like a ransom note. Yes. Uh, this is really frustrating. Is it not working now? No. The the billboard is really frustrating. <laughs> I know. It made me so angry. I like, can you see how no, it's like shake? This my genuine frustration. You thought I meant like something real was frustrating. No, no. I mean this billboard picture you texted me. Which we'll be posting in our I Facebook know. group. I know. I was so pleased I actually got a picture of the offender because usually I feel like us describing it isn't enough. Although we do a very complete job of describing what they look like. Yeah, no, we'll be posting this in the group. You're very excited you took a picture because you can share it in the group, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Great summary. You're very excited. You took a picture. We get it. <laughs> photographs the group yeah 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 um no abigail mostly i'm angry and i'm angry at the billboard two girls yelling i'm really frustrated by the billboard it just i don't it looks who made it all the different sizes i don't understand i don't either why did they make it now i it just like makes me 
It makes me want to know more about the movie. Like, like, oh, that's the intended purpose. <laughs> no, the intended purpose is to get me to watch the movie. And that's definitely not going to happen. Because you know what? If I want a oh devil God, of a good time. A no, we should do a live show from Dude. a theater showing of the emoji movie. We'll set up in the front. We'll buy it out. Our fans will come. We'll do a whole thing as the movie plays behind us. Oh, God. Come on. I don't think I can. Spectacle I don't know. Art. No. I'm not going to. I haven't watched music. a movie in years. I'm not going to start with emoji movie. Can't even get a good billboard. <laughs> okay, listen. Do you have a joke life moment? Because I have one. Go for it. Um. So part of my trailer um, routine is so I don't have a hot water heater, which means anytime I need or use hot water, I heat it up in a pot on the stove um, like a pioneer, um, which is not as bad as it sounds. Um, and so when I do my dishes, what I do is, first of all, if I'm not going to like do the dish instantly, which I'm probably not because well, let's know. get real. Yeah. Why would you? Um, so I have a spray bottle that's like part soap, part dish soap and part water. And I spray that on my dirty dish, um, right after I'm done with it. And so then that the, the soap already starts like working on the dish. Um, and sometimes I'll have the water heated up already because sometimes like if I'm cooking dinner after I finish dinner, I'll just like put on a pot of water to heat up. Um, so that it's all ready to go. So I might even do the spray and then throw the hot water on it. But like minimum is I do the spray. And actually anyone could do this at home. It is like a fairly good system for like pre-soaking your dishes if you don't have a dishwasher. Um, oh, it, in our cabins? In our camper trailers? No, in any kitchen I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A spray bottle that's part just soap, part water is going to spray a lot more evenly than you just like squirting random dish soap on it and like randomly turning the faucet on. Sure. Um, so, um, so that's my system for doing the dishes. Well, the other day I must have like done that and then thought the dish was clean or something but it actually still had the soap on it but it didn't have like dirty food so you couldn't tell oh no and so i like made my tasty tasty breakfast of like egg and spinach and veggies and everything and i like took it off my frying pan and like scooped it into the bowl to eat and then i took a bite and i was like this tastes like soap and it's because I had put it in a bowl that was covered in dish soap. My life is a joke. That's awful. That's disgusting. So, yeah. How about you? Joke life moment? This is a small one in comparison to the travesty that you lived through. But <laughs> uh, the other day, I got up early. I was ready to attack the day. I was like, man, I'm going to get to work like an hour and a half before anyone else and just really like get everything done for the day. Like that's my little to-do list. So then I'm free to work on like bigger projects and finally make some headway. 
So I try to have everything ready for the day and I get my special almond milk that I'm taking with me and I get my banana and I have all my stuff and I leave and it's like six in the morning. It's early. It's before everyone else. And I zoom up the freeway to Laurel Canyon and get off and go to where our office is by office. I mean, Starbucks and I park and I gathering up all my stuff and I'm, and I realize I didn't bring my computer charger, which means I can't use my computer because it will die in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. That was so your I, joke. Late. Well, no. Last week, you forgot your computer. This time, you forgot your charger. I know. This time, I forgot the charger. I need them to be glued together like an old-timey computer box. Like a desktop computer is what I need. Oh, I'm sorry. I know, but then I just drove home really fast because no one was on the freeway. I have a related billboard rage to that. Okay. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So there was this billboard in La Mirada um, that was for Taco Bell, I think, if I recall correctly. But it was like a meme, and then it was basically like this meme brought to you by Taco Bell so annoying and i was like it It just like it was like the it was just like the ultimate confusion that is billboard rage where you're like what uh, what and then and you it... spend so long thinking about it because you're just like <laughs> i don't understand why i'm being plagued by this vision it's like hamlet's ghost you know you're just like i don't get it um his mom's ghost his dad's ghost I think it was his dad yeah because he killed his yeah, dad his right mom got murdered yeah um and it had a kid who was like crying and like covering its face you know like a meme and like then, a photograph of me <laughs> and the meme text was when you get all the way to the office and realize you forgot your computer charger <gasps> no and and then it was basically that's so like, weird. And then it was basically like For in the bottom, period. it was like Taco Bell, and it was like breakfast tacos or whatever. Like <laughs> it was so random. But I told my friend that's Jessica so about it, and she was like, "Taco Bell gets me." Yeah, I guess so. Target Market, right? So yeah, Jeez. there's some bonus billboard rage. Well, that hmm. is another uh, another one in the books. Boom, boom, baby. Boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. No. Oh, it's so late. It's only 5.40. I know. In like 20 minutes, I got to go to bed. Not really. 20 minutes and two hours. But if I ha- if I walk ten thousand steps, it's gonna take me two hours. So I gotta yep. start now. Yep. <laughs> but plus I have to make all those crowns. What a ni- what a life. What a knife. I almost said as if suggestively to myself. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, you can find us on iTunes. You should rate and review us. Although I don't know why I'm asking you people. Thing we tell you to other than join our secret special Facebook group for you where we post cool billboards and fun billboard images of all types mm-hmm. and maybe uh, an invite to go watch the emoji movie maybe we'll raffle off a special oh, screening of the emoji movie you get to sit next to me and I will will not talk or text during the film so good luck 
anyway, yes, yeah, search two girls talking. Oh no, just go to two girls talking dot club and then you can get to the Facebook group. Super secret special shortcut for you. Mm-hmm. Or you can go there and write some feelings and thoughts in the box and we'll talk about it on the podcast if you like. Or you can just tell us private thoughts and that's fine too. Yes. You know who didn't have a private thought? The man walking out of Starbucks who asked me where I was from and then said, you don't usually see thick girls that are from L.A. And I was was like, wow, it's like a slam and a hateful comment and a compliment all at once. It's a backhanded compliment. If ever there was one. Well. (laughs) You look submerged by the afternoon sun. Sunken down. Yeah, you're like, like wilting. Uh, Always. Wilting is my middle name. Bye. Bye.